Uh, welcome to the Running, Intermittent Fasting, and Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host, Tadrice Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We are going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life. Intermittent fasting will help you turn back the hands of time, regenerate cells, have more energy with less food cravings. And the weight loss? Well, that will take care of itself as we inspire you to keep your nutrition real. So head over to our website and take us up on our seven-day Keeping It Real Health Challenge. With that, you will be added to our Facebook accountability group for free for seven days. Seven days can change your life. Now let's get into this week's show. Hey, welcome to this week's show. I am excited to bring it to you. If you hear some birds in the background, I'm over by the ocean and reflecting a little bit and getting ready to drop some nuggets on you guys today. So I just wanted to explain if you hear birds in the background. All right, so this week's podcast, okay, we're going to get into, right into the information this week. I'm going to switch things up and save the week that was for last, and I'm going to give the information for intermittent fasting two benefits that you are going to receive by practicing intermittent fasting. Now, one is the obvious, weight loss, okay? But we're going to talk about the mechanics of why weight loss will happen, okay? And number two, the aging process. What does intermittent fasting have to do with your aging process, okay? And so we're going to talk about those two things, and I'm going to bring that the week that was, I'm going to save that for last. So for those that do not know me, my name is Tadrice Parker. I am a health coach slash running coach. Been doing so since 2013. And losing weight can be very complicated today. Losing weight can be very, there's so much confusion out there. People are spending massive amount of money on weight loss products. Um, You know, finding the next big thing that's going to help them drop the pounds, right? But what I specialize and what I have a passion for is helping people get in the best shape of their lives without spending massive amount of money, making it super simple for uh, the masses, as it were. And it started with myself, and now I'm teaching it to my local walk-run participants, and my whole goal is to reach out. So if you're listening to this and you know someone, it could be yourself. It could be your mom. It could be your husband. It could be anybody, right, that has been suffering, trying to lose weight and just frustrated and want to give up. I'm that motivational coach that will help you stay the course, teaching you strategic, simple steps, bringing it back to basics and helping you achieve your goals. So I signed up to 5K races to keep myself accountable, making sure that I have something on the calendar that is going to help me stay focused on my nutrition. I'm not perfect, okay? It's summertime. My son's home. We're taking him to amusement parks and things like that, and we bought the meal plan, okay? 
And I'm going to show you how intermittent fasting helped me to maintain a certain amount of weight all while eating some off script foods at the amusement parks. But, but because of having something on the calendar coming up, it's, it's fall season, my last podcast, go back and listen to it, nine tips to prepare for your marathon, your half marathon or full marathon, or maybe you're planning a 5K for the fall, okay? These are good tips that's going to help you get to the starting line feeling amazing. And let me tell you, amusement park food isn't going to have you going to the the, the starting line feeling incredible, okay? So with that little housekeeping out of the way, we ask you guys too, before I move on, to share this podcast with a family or friend member, okay? So let's do this. Let's all get healthy one step at a time, one bite at a time. You know, we can't think too far, okay? If you got 50 pounds to lose, it could get discouraging, you know, we just got to lose this one pound at a time, one half a pound at a time sometimes, okay? We did not gain 50 pounds in a week, six months. It took time, and it's going to take time to reverse, okay? Uh, just to put it out there to you, okay, I have this podcast, and where I started from, you can go back and listen to that podcast too, The Beginning, Okay, I started out at 217 pounds. I did not realize I was 217 pounds until I ruptured my patella tendon. And I'm laying on the ground in pain and I had to go to the hospital. And then I got booked for surgery. And when I got on the scale, it said 217. No wonder I ruptured my patella tendon because I'm playing basketball, carrying extra weight around. All right. So. I have gone on to lose over 50 pounds myself. So I am not coming from a place where uh, I don't know. I've never been there before. I'm coming from a place where I've been there before, okay? And I have been helping people break through plateaus. So I'm excited to bring you today's information. I started intermittent fasting in 2018, okay? I also started a, I was doing a lot of research on intermittent fasting. I before doing the research, I started an elimination diet, okay, called Whole30. I started Whole30 for 30 days in the, in the month of April of 2018. I lost about seven, eight pounds in that month, but my inches in my belly went down dramatically, okay? I did not measure, but if anyone ever wants to, to find out the picture, you got to message me. Uh, speaking of messaging me, I am big on Facebook, and you can friend Tadris Parker, T-A-D-R-I-S, last name Parker, on Facebook. We can become friends, shoot me a private message. I'll be happy to help you, walk you through certain things, okay? You can join one of our groups. We have a paid accountability group that, uh, you know, I coach people with and with, to their goals, and we also have, a, you know, our Facebook page called Keep Calm and Run to the Best You. But I'll be happy to share that picture with you because it looked like I lost more than just seven pounds in that 30 days. But I I began to understand and realize what food groups I was having a problem with as I reintroduced things one at a time. Okay. How I felt being on that process. Right. And so they tell you do not 
introduce anything else while you're you're eliminating these food groups those food groups are sugar grains alcohol soy legumes and i'm missing one dairy okay so dairy those six problematic food groups eliminate those for 30 days reintroduce things one at a time so i did that and then in the meantime they tell you do not try something in addition to it because eliminating those food groups is hard enough and then it can cause you to be sluggish the first 10 days or so because you're going through sugar withdrawal uh the grains had you addicted for a while and now that you're 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 pulling away from that so you can feel lethargic the first seven to ten days or so and so they don't want you to try anything else like intermittent fasting well however uh so i did a round in april Then I did another round in September, and by this time, I did a lot of research about intermittent fasting, and I decided, what if I tried both of them at the same time? And I don't have those stats in front of me, okay, so maybe that's a podcast for another day to tell you what my September stats were. And then I found myself doing really well. I did a a half marathon in the month of September of 2018, and then I was eating well, doing everything right. And then after Thanksgiving of 2018, I kind of went on a lot of all script stuff. You know, one of my favorite go-to foods after a 5K back in the day was an Italian hoagie with some hers barbecue chips and maybe a beer, okay? That's my favorite post-run meal of all times for for as long as I can remember. I love, I run a 5K and then I'll get one of those as a treat for myself, right? So I had that on, in November, after a 5K on Thanksgiving morning. And I had one of those and then it turned into some, like I ate sweets after that. I was eating all kinds of things. I was going to McDonald's getting breakfast sandwiches. I was just going buck wild on this food, right? And then, but all the while I was intermittent fasting too. And then when December 2nd came around, I started to switch my mindset over to a 5k that was going to happen on July, on January 1st. And then we were going to get on a plane and go to Disney for the Disney half marathon. So my mind flipped and switched to, I'm going back to the elimination process. I'm not going to eat none of those things for 30 days and I'm going to show up to January 1st race feeling great, feeling fast, okay, and then go into Disney race, feeling amazing, and those things happened, okay, so I actually, based on my 2018 experience, I wrote a nutrition guide on our website, runtothebestyou.com, you could pick up a free nutrition guide called Keeping It Real, so I incorporate other things besides the Whole30 philosophy, I incorporate uh, your different exercises. I incorporate the the intermittent fasting portion of what I did in 2018 to create this keep calm and keep it real. Okay, that's what I'm calling it. Okay, so go on there, check that out. And so when it comes to the information at hand, when it comes to intermittent fasting, what is it? Why is it a good tool to use for weight loss? Well, we've been taught for a long time to eat three meals a day, um, have healthy snacks in between, and you're just eating all day long. Well, just breaking it down to basics, if you're eating less throughout the day, 
Wouldn't you drop weight right there? Think about it for yourself. What do you typically have for, for breakfast? Is it maybe you skip breakfast and now you're starving at 9 o'clock in the morning and you have a uh, convenience store hoagie and some chips and a soda? Or, or are you having tasty cakes, coffee with cream and sugar, and then following that up by lunch, a hoagie, some chips, and a soda, and then maybe having a snack on the way home, and then eating fried chicken and pizza or things like that for dinner, okay? These types of things starts to compile on top of themselves, right? But what if you were intermittent fasting and you found that you are not starving in the morning, right? If you don't go to bed eating Cheez-Its and high-carb processed foods, then in the morning, you're going to not be starving in the morning. You have less cravings. If you eliminate sugar for 7 days, 30 days, uh, you will find that you're not craving sugar all day long anymore. And so, therefore, you can fast for 12 hours, fast for 13 hours. Some people have gotten good at 16 hours. They do a 16-8 and only eat in an eight-hour window. And guys, I'm here to tell you, I am one who've worked themselves up to being able to fast for 20 hours and I eat in a four-hour window. And sometimes I might eat for an hour straight, but it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Trust me when I tell you, okay? And uh, my results are, are, are showing that it's good for me. And it's good for the people that I've been helping do this as well. So one of the benefits is weight loss. I, I kind of talked about that, but let's talk about why, okay? It might seem obvious. It seems like an obvious benefit, but it's important to know about some of the less obvious reasons behind the weight loss. So intermittent fasting increases the ability to fat burn. And in this process, the body, it changes the hormone, hormone levels to facilitate the weight loss. Okay, so by lowering your insulin and increasing growth hormone levels, all right, people pay good money to have HGH, okay? Um, and we'll talk about that in a second. But to have the growth hormone levels, right, is huge. It also increases the release of the fat-burning hormone called neuropiphrine, okay? Neuro, noradrenaline, excuse me, that's how, I, that's how you pronounce it, noradrenaline, okay? And due to these hormonal changes, fasting increases your metabolic rate. Now, study has, studies have shown that people who are increased or people who practice intermittent fasting can expect to lose up to 7% of their waist circumference, right? Which indicates a significant loss of harmful belly fat that builds up around our eternal organs and causes a lot of disease. And this is called visceral fat. So if you get yourself a nice scale that tells you your metabolic age and your visceral fat, you want to get under 10, okay, 10 or below. And when I worked in a nutrition with a nutrition club that sold weight loss products, people would come in at like 12, 13 with the visceral fat. And that's that, that's that belly fat that's when you have a lot of belly fat, you're putting a lot of uh, pressure on your organs and 
many times you are at risk of many diseases. Okay, so now here's an additional benefit to this, right? Fasting can reduce insulin resistance, lowering your blood sugar by three to six percent and insulin levels by 20 to 31 percent. It also reduces bad LDL cholesterol, your blood triglycerides, inflammatory markers, and blood sugars. Okay. The other mechanism that makes fasting so effective for weight loss is the fact that it provokes the secretion of HGH, a fat burning hormone that has many well recognized anti aging health and fitness benefits. So what I was saying was, you know, some guys were taking over-the-counter HGH in baseball, getting themselves in trouble, okay? Going through, like, underground black market stuff to some shady labs in Florida getting injections of this HGH so they can hit more home runs. But you can intermittent fast and bring these levels up naturally. See what I'm saying? Where weight loss and and muscle growth and all this stuff is confusing nowadays because people are trying to make money and trying to make a profit off of that. All right. So those are the reasons why intermittent fasting helps to assist weight loss. And as I concluded that portion of it, we talked about it said here the anti-aging process. So let me let me uh, derail a little bit. I went to a gathering on Friday and I knew that they were going to have pizza and wings. He was providing food at this gathering and I asked if I can use the grill. Do you have a grill? And I had in mind that I was going to cook a steak. I'm keeping it real. Right. My mind shifted and I am going to focus on my next half marathon, which is September 29th. It was over 30 days away. So I didn't want to just go on a 30 day keeping it real, you know, for 30 days leading into the race. I actually am focusing my mind on about six weeks out. So I don't have the date that I started. I know it was a Monday. I'm not even tracking what day I'm on right now because I'm locked in. I'm focused, guys. Okay, so for 30 days, I'm going to tell you this. For 30 days, I am avoiding all the things that I mentioned, the six problematic food groups. I will start to reintroduce perhaps some dairy after the 30 days, but I know for a fact that I'm going to continue to eliminate the grains. I'm not going to have a burger with bread on it, okay? I'm not going to have the roll. I'm not going to go get pancakes or anything like that because I know what grains do to me, okay? Everybody's different. So this is how I am planning to attack the Ocean City Half Marathon in New Jersey. So I had to be focused. I had to be clear. I had to have vision, knowing what's ahead for the week. There's a draft party on Friday. He said, you know, just come. We're going to have food at seven o'clock. What kind of food are they going to have at a football draft party? Pizza and wings, guys. I asked him, can I use the grill? He said, yeah. But then that day it was drizzling. He said, he said, T, I don't think uh, the grill is going to work. I said, that's no problem, man. Can I, I'll just cook on the stove and I'll clean up. And he was like, nah, we don't want those extra dishes and everything like that. And I'm like, I- I'll clean up. He basically kept telling me no. So I grilled my steak at home. 
It was a nice ribeye, marbleized to perfection. I had some a salad to go with it and some green beans with garlic in it. Had a very nice meal. So when I showed up to that draft party, I was not hungry. However, I did pack some snacks, approved snacks that I could have should I got have gotten hungry. So we get there and he has pizza all laid out. They, they come back. They got the pizza, right? They had deep dish pizza. It was looking pretty good, but I was not really interested, right? So I looked over at it and one of the pies had pasta like ziti on it with vodka sauce. And I'm like, man, that's interesting. But it was so thick, right? And sometimes when I get into those modes where I'm locked in on my nutrition and say I go to a restaurant, I am not judging anyone else for their choices. That's not what I try to do. However, when um, I'm in a situation like that, and sometimes I look at my friend's And I look at maybe even one of my family members or two may be there. And I see what they're eating. And I see how they can be healthier. And it just kind of makes me sad in some ways just because I wish, but I can't do it for them. Okay? They have to do it for themselves. And sometimes, like, I will get compliments like, you look good, you know? Or how come you look younger than... uh, you know, one of your relatives, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's your son or something like that. Well, you, why do you look younger than your son? Right. And I, I don't want like that kind of praise. Like I, it does make me feel good. Like I want to go to the mall or something with my grandson and with my new upcoming granddaughter. And I want people to think that I'm their dad. Right. And that's going to be a good compliment, but I don't like when people verbally make that uh, announcement or make that statement in front of my kid, you know, who's, you know, in his, uh, early twenties. Why do you look younger? Why do you look older than your dad? Okay. I don't like that, but he has to do something about it. Right. And I hope that the, the things that I'm doing can help start a chain reaction for one day when he is ready to listen to these podcasts, to, to, to check out that nutrition guy and then follow it. All right. Follow it. Because let me tell you about that aging process. I told you all that to tell you about the aging process. While I, while I have been going to uh, the amusement park with my 10 year old, eating some of these non-script foods, taking him to the ice cream place over the summer, getting some, I have been intermittent fasting all the while. So I told you, I started out at 217 pounds. 217 pounds I started out, right? Started working with the nutrition company, dropped down to 185, got serious one year about half marathon training, got down to the 170s, mid 170s. And then I would kept like gradually putting the weight back on, jump back up to like 181, 182. When I found, I was working with the nutrition company at the time when I got on a scale in March and I was 190 pounds again, right? Running 10 miles, training for half marathons, taking the nutrition products and 
still got on the scale because after I was done running the 10 or 15 miles on the weekend, I might have fries. And because of this football season, the family's eating pizza. So I would throw some pizza and it's like, man, shoot, man, I just finished running 10 miles. I can, I can afford to have this. Right. But it wasn't until I started to do the, you know, the, the eating the real foods. And now I, in March, I was 190 pounds. Then next thing I know, I, I am, um, you know, practice intermittent fasting. And then I started breaking all kinds of plateaus. I left those 180s, cleared the 170s, and then I got into the 160s. And I'm like, yo, right before I got on the plane to go to the Disney Half Marathon in 2019, the scale said 165. And I remember putting 165 in my Fitness Pal app and like felt for years, I'm like, I ain't never going to see 165. I've been doing this for a long time and I keep hovering around 182, 178, 175 sometimes if I'm if I was fortunate. But now, guys, with intermittent fasting. OK, I don't I don't run as much as I used to as far as like always having to put in like seven, eight miles on a Tuesday uh, seven miles on a, on a Thursday and then follow that up with a 12 mile run on Sunday. I don't, I don't do that. That that's not me anymore. I don't need to, I run less, I run faster, but what has made the difference is that with intermittent fasting and choosing the times in which I eat. Okay. So even if I had the non-script foods, I've all summer long, Instead of ever seeing the 180s again, even though I've had some burgers and fries with my kid, some ice cream with my kid, going to the amusement park and eating some of those foods because we got the meal plan. And I keep saying to myself, man, I have to bring my own food to the amusement park because there's nothing good here to eat. So with intermittent fasting, I have been able to maintain my weight and be in their low 170s all while having those non-script foods right but let's talk about that aging process and let me talk about the keeping it real like type of eating real fast okay when it comes to the aging process it says aging is a process that can't be stopped and we know that but changing the way we treat our bodies dramatically affects the way we age. According to research, dietary restrictions such as intermittent fasting can keep our mitochondrial networks in a youthful state. The full mechanism of how it works would take a lot of scientific terms to explain, but if simplified, this means that the fasting process activates the life-extending mechanisms, creates space for new cells to grow, and literally rejuvenates our bodies. So I have something to share with you. And if that makes sense, please let me know. Listen, when, they, when people say, how come you look younger than your son? Okay. Practicing intermittent fasting has helped. But the food choices that I have been choosing over the course of this year has helped as well. And let me tell you how. In just one week of going back to my keeping it real format of eating, 
this is what happened. I weighed in at 168 pounds, 168.2 pounds for the first time this summer. Probably since the first time since like early June. Because like I said, I've been hovering around 170-ish. You know, the highest I got was 176. And then there was a race coming up on that Friday. So I did seven, uh, five days of straight keeping it real. And then by race day, I was back down to 170, six pounds. That's how much bloating and everything that I uh, experienced from those amusement park foods. Okay. And so my metabolic age, the scale that I have, which is an Omron scale, by the way, the nutrition club I worked at had a Tanita scale. They could be pricey, but I picked up an Omron scale on Amazon and it tells you your visceral fat. It tells you your, uh, your metabolic age. You hold these, um, metal knobs you know it's, it's, it's reading from your feet and it's also you're holding the 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 it comes apart and you're holding the metal up top with your hands and it's reading the bottom of your feet as well and it it sends i don't know if i don't, I don't know how to explain it if it's sending anything through your body or whatever but it tells you your metabolic age and for the longest time i was stuck on 50 <clears throat> Then I started practicing the intermittent fasting, and then I started practicing, or whichever way it came, the eating format along with the intermittent fasting. I started decreasing my age. Okay, so back in last November, I was down, I was 44 years old at the time. My metabolic age was 48, and I'm thinking, and I should have been proud of that. I should have been happy. I'm like, ah, oh, it's only two years. It's not that big deal. But it was a big deal because I was stuck on 50 for the longest time. And I'm like, why am I 50 years old? I'm running all the daggone time. I'm taking this, these supplements and everything like that. I should, be, I should be the beast. I should be in peak mode right now. You know what I'm saying? But again, practicing intermittent fasting, eating this way, I start chipping away at it. Start chipping away at it. Well, back in June or July, I'm sorry, I get on the scale in July. It says I'm 46 years old. Okay, I just turned 45 in July, but it's saying I'm 46. Okay, I got it down. I got my metabolic age all the way down to 44. But eating non-script foods, you you see, I started creeping back up. The aging process start started to creep back up, right? So I got it all the way down to 44. Now you know now it's July 2019. I'm 46 years old. The scale is telling me. But just one week of going back to flipping my mind over, flipping that switch, saying you have a half marathon coming up late September. Let's get on it now. Let's get right. Got on the scale last Saturday. Not only was I under 170 pounds, but my metabolic age dropped back to 45. Where it should be because I am 45 years old. But imagine I could continue with this. Imagine I continue this all the way, you know, six weeks from now. I get back on the scale. Maybe the metabolic age tell me I'm 43. Okay? Let me tell you why I had to, um, why I had the opportunity to weigh myself on that Saturday. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'll tell you the week that was 
and why I had the opportunity to weigh myself and was excited about that number and how I felt the morning of that Saturday. All right, let's take a break. Now let's get into the week that was. First of all, how is your week? How is your current week going? We would love to hear from you. Please email me at coachtodrees at gmail.com. As I mentioned before, connect with me on Facebook. Let's, let's have a conversation. What are some of your health goals? Are you interested in running a 5K? Is that on your bucket list? You're about to turn 40 years old and you would love to run a 5K. Maybe you've already ran 5, 10Ks and you have a Disney marathon that you would love to get ready for. Chicago, Boston was good. I want to hear from you. All right, so reach out to me. Last week, the week that was, we've had over 20 members show up to our Tuesday Walk Run Club. Excited. The energy was through the roof on Tuesday. Then we followed that up with um, some members were missing on Thursday. Usually Thursdays are the busiest day of, of all the members showing up. But last week it was Tuesday, and then Thursday we had a still a nice turnout. As we're training for the Ocean City to Summers Point race, it's called the Trail of Two Cities over a massive bridge, and we will be running that November 2nd. Uh, members can still join our group. We're about 10 weeks away, and we can help them get ready. We also are taking virtual clients, so you want to run this 5K with us on November 2nd. Why don't you start training in your own community using my schedule, using my coaching style that can help you. You can be added to the accountability group and get the motivation that you need to even run in your run a 5K right in your park. OK, we're looking for people that want to do that. Running and walking is a great way to get in the better shape. And when you have things on the calendar to do. Boom, you're more likely to get it done. When you have accountability friends, you're more likely to get it done. But this takes us to Saturday. Saturday, our walk run club did our first mud run. And it was called the Terrain Race. And it was amazing, guys. I signed up my son. He's 10 years old. And it said that the race were for kids 14 and older, right? But if you have a child that's 7 to 13 years old, a parent had to accompany them. So back in January, we got advertisement that this terrain race was free. You just had to pay $17 for insurance and things like that. So some of our members was like, hey, coach, you think we should do this? It sounds like a good idea. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I picked 1, one o'clock to, to go out because they sent people out in waves. And usually on Saturdays, I'm, I'm preoccupied. I got some things to do in the morning. So I picked a, a, a one o'clock and I'm thinking to myself, man, why pick one o'clock on a August day? It's going to be so hot. It's going to be like 100 degrees. We're going to be dying out there trying to do these obstacles. And guess what? The weather was fantastic. It was so beautiful out there. I'm looking at a picture right now and I'm going to, they say a picture uh, tells a thousand words. It says a thousand words, right? But in this photo, we have the participants that came. And honestly, from our group, we had one, two, three, four, four members from our group that signed up to this thing. Let me count that again. One, two, three, four, 
five. Okay, we have five members from the group, okay? One of them is a member that uh, she's taking some time off to deal with family, and so she's been gone for a while, but she signed up for this race, so she showed back up to do the race. But she showed up in a major way because she brought her husband, okay? So husband and wife got out there, did this month run, we did, and the race encouraged you to do it as a team. So, like, you can't just fly through it and, and then you're, you're done and you get a time. No, you want to go back and make sure or you want to stay with your team, make sure they get over the wall and everything like that. So I did it with my 10-year-old. Then Katie, she comes out there with her niece. Her husband couldn't make it because he had to work that day. The weather was perfect. It was like 70 to 72 degrees, okay? The sun was out, but it was cool. We, oh my gosh, we had climbed some walls. We went through some mud. We did monkey bars, and then it was crazy. So Katie came out with her niece, and they were just smiling, doing every single obstacle, Janelle, that's the member that I was talking about that that <clears throat> was gone for a while. She came out with her husband. And Chrissy, we talk about all the time. Chrissy's training for her first half marathon uh, in October. Okay, She's training for her first half marathon. She did it with her son. Her son is about 13 years old, maybe going on 14 if he's not 14 already. My man's super fast. We were racing in between. Most people weren't really running in between obstacles. But Bryce, he loves to run. So I was taking it as a challenge to go sprint with him a couple of times, see if I could beat him. And every time he was running so fast and he, he's so fast that he actually started running backwards and was taunting me a little bit. The, the obstacles for me were, were kind of easy. So um, I tell you what, after running with Bryce, it made the obstacles a little more challenging because I was tiring myself out foolishly. Well, Chrissy didn't only come with her, her husband, uh, with her son. She also came with her husband, Larry, and they were doing it. You know, he was doing all the obstacles, too. I mean, it was so fun. And then not only did Chrissy come with her husband, Larry, but guess who she came with also? Her sister, Lisa, who's older than she is. OK, and guess who Lisa came with? Her husband, Eric, I saved the best story for last. Eric was a monster. He's a retired painter. When he first came out to the Walk Run Club, he can barely walk a half mile, guys. Eric has gone on to lose over 25 pounds, okay? Doing phenomenal. Walk in that same amount of time that it would take him to walk maybe a mile. Now he's doing about two and a half miles every time he comes out to the run group. And so I see him. No one told me Eric was coming to this obstacle thing. I find out after the fact that he's 62 years old. 62. And when he came, I was like, oh, shoot. Eric's coming to support the family. Nah, Eric signed up. He got a bib on. And when everybody started jogging and hopped over the first wall, Eric's walking. Well, when he, got, when he got to that wall, my man hopped over that wall like it was nothing. He walks to the next station. He knows, his, he knows his role when it comes to running and stuff, right? So he's walking from station to station. But when he got to those stations, monkey bars killed it. Killed it. 62 years old, killing it. Young people falling off the monkey bars. They can't hang on. My man's doing everything, climbing through the mud inexperienced youth even like myself i'm 45 years old when there was this massive rope 
uh, I, I always have trouble trying to, to describe this rope. It was like it was in squares and it was long and you had to um, monkey crawl underneath it. And you're kind of like rubbing your stomach up against the dirt. And, and this, this thing was heavy. It was so heavy that once people got to the other side, they were trying to help their friends by pulling it and lifting it up to give the people some room. That thing was like smashing me into the ground the way I was doing it. Eric gets there. He puts that, that monster face on. And he curled his back and was on his hands and knees with his experience. Just crawl through that thing like it was nothing like that. That rope didn't weigh anything because he had the knowledge and he, he curled his back. I mean, guys, I can't. There was not one challenge this man uh, shied away from. It was crazy. It was crazy to see him perform and it inspired me and inspired so many people out there. I'm telling you, it, it was it was amazing. It was an amazing thing. One of the stations had like um, probably... A 15-pound stone, maybe it could have been 10 pounds, I don't know, tied to a chain. And you had to drag the chain in a circle. And they told me that the record was seven. So I'm going to start pulling eight, right? I'm going to go for the record. I'm going to beat the record. And I get like a quarter of way around this loop that they wanted you to drag the stone around. And I take a break because I'm a little tired. Well, he says the record is seven continuously. You have to do it continuously. I'm like, I wish you would have told me that before I attempted this daggone thing. So anyway, I pull all eight around and it's not like I got my picture taken. It's not like they're going to remember and say the world record is eight now. I kind of did it for nothing after I'm thinking about it. And I was so beat afterwards. Like every, every obstacle after that, it took so much out of me to pull those eight stones, but it was a great experience. I loved it. I had a great time. Um, I told myself I'll never do a mud run because I don't like getting hurt. One of the first obstacles we get to, it was the second very the second obstacle we got to, lady broke her ankle. I'm like, come on, man. I'm glad my wife didn't do it because she's like afraid of breaking ankles and stuff like that. And she would have saw that and not wanting to want it to finish. So shout out to my wife, though, by the way. She came out there, stood out there and waited for us to get done. Probably took us about an hour, hour and a half. It was a 5K of nothing but different obstacles and stuff like that. So appreciate her showing up. And and um, my son, he had a great time. He was sore the next day. No doubt. Ten years old. Uh, he was all, all of us was sore. OK, I I, I I didn't really feel that sore, um, but I tell you what, I didn't run the next day. Chrissy went out and ran nine and a half miles, and then her thighs felt like they were popping out, <laughs> popping out of her skin. I should have told her not to take a day off, but you know, Chrissy's on a mission. She's trying to get this half marathon in. So I'm proud for all those members that showed up. I'm proud of you who listened to this podcast today. And for those that's used to this podcast dropping on Monday, I apologize for the lateness. But as I told you, of uh, the week that was, it was crazy. So I did not get a chance to do the podcast over the weekend and drop it on Monday as I typically do. So thanks so much, for guys, for your support. If you know anyone, let's talk about the week ahead. We do our trainings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I've been doing some live videos on Facebook, letting people know that for the month of September, we're going to do a nice drawing for anyone that takes us up on a seven-day Keeping It Real Challenge. Um, you can start off with seven days. You will be included in our accountability group. 
for free. Okay, I'll give you some tips and pointers and help you out. And then after the seven days is up, you can, you know, choose to be a virtual client and, and get help running a 5K race or you need help further with your weight loss. Uh, we'll talk about how you can remain in the accountability group. And at the end of the month, we'll do a drawing, a raffle, and you will get chance to win movie tickets. That's going to be the prize for the month of September. We're going to give out free movie tickets so that, you know, you can have a good time. You can have a good time. Losing weight does not have to be hard. Again, we're bringing it back to basics, keeping it simple, and along the way, giving out some good prizes so that uh, you can feel good about your journey. All right? That's my time for the week. You guys, I look forward to seeing and talking to you next time.